Hey family, thanks for tuning in once again to another episode of Preserving Pentecost. And we are excited for the things that God has in store for this year. And for this very first episode of 2022, uh, we've got a dear friend, dear brother in the Lord. Uh, he and his wife are full-time evangelists. Uh, and and he, he might be younger than me, but I look up to him in the Lord. And I'm so grateful to finally have him on uh, the podcast. He's a wealth of knowledge, always brings a great word. I'm excited to have him uh, today as we interview him uh, about the importance of Pentecost in his life. Uh, so join we, join me as we sit down uh, with Brother Garrett Marchant. Uh, we pray that this is a blessing to you. And always we appreciate all of you who support our ministry uh, so we are able to continue uh, things like this outreach. God bless. so blessed to have uh, brother evangelist I, I, I guess that's what you go by right yeah, brother yeah, uh, Garrett Marchant uh, met this man well, I guess we met in person back in July right yeah something like that yeah uh, we were friends on Facebook for a while before that yeah uh, what, no it wasn't July it was uh, October. October October yeah okay I got my months off cool. <laughs> But uh, we're, we're in revival here in uh, Goodman, Missouri at the Word and Spirit Revival Tabernacle. Re- revival tabernacle. Uh, we, had the, we had the blessed privilege to, to kick off the first couple nights of revival, and uh, we were blessed to be able to stay over uh, for Brother Garrett. Uh, this man brings an anointed word. Him and his wife, they flow in the Spirit of God. And, um, so excited to finally get him on the podcast uh, been bugging him about it for a while. Uh, so, uh, anyway, Garrett and his wife, they are full time, uh, just like Amanda and myself. Uh, but I just wanted to, uh, to kind of introduce him and get him to, uh, to give you guys a little bit of his background. So Garrett, if you want, just go ahead and, uh, start off by just giving us a little bit of your testimony. Absolutely. Well, it's a privilege to be with you tonight. We're honored to just serve the Lord and do what God's called us to do. And uh, God's just worked on me since before I was even born. Uh, the Lord, um, as my mom, through her teenage years, 16, 18 years old, somewhere in there, um, she actually had an abortion. And uh, this was before she'd met the Lord. This was before she was serving God. And um, that being said, from that point forward, her and my father, they couldn't. Uh, they tried and um, lost five children in between uh, from the time my mom was a teenager to uh, the time my parents got married. In fact, they held my sister a year before me in their hands, and uh, she died in their hands just because of wow. complications from the pregnancy. And uh, her name was actually Hannah. And, oh, wow. Uh, so anyway, my mom um, had never really been in church, had never really served God or anything like that. And uh, about seven or eight months into her pregnancy uh, with me, um, the doctors called her in because they were uh, recognizing there was complications, and uh, they told her that day that uh, she was going to lose me on the operating table, um, that I was going to die uh, that day uh, before I was even born. And um, that being said, um, that day on the operating table, she had never been saved, um, never really been to church much or anything like that. And uh, on the operating table that day, my mother, uh, King James Version verbatim, prayed Hannah's prayer. 
um, over me and on the operating table that day gave her life to Jesus and uh, vowed to God that day that if um, she if God would give her a son that uh, she would raise me in the house of God she wouldn't just raise me to be in church but she would raise me to preach the gospel and uh, so the enemy's had a target on my life since before I was even born Um, my mom now is a preacher um, and I'm now of course a preacher Um, but the in-between was where uh, all hell really broke loose Uh, I grew up in the church of God grew up Pentecostal um, and did my very best to run from God God called me at a young age and I ran and ran and ran from God as hard as I could. Uh, I ran to just about any and every type of um, sin, addiction you could try to run to. Uh, but God had my number. He had my name. And uh, in the middle of a revival at my home church, um, went 13 weeks. Um, man of God, Bishop Tommy Drum out of Texas, called me out, prophesied over me. I got rededicated, filled with the Holy Ghost, called to ministry. And those 13 weeks gave me time to get on fire for God. Amen. And uh, directly after that, I started preaching the gospel. Now, uh, six, seven years in, I've uh, been <laughs> full-time. And so God's been good and blessed us and graced us. And um, He's graced us with His presence and His glory. And we're seeing Him do things across this country that I could Amen. have never dreamed or thought or fathomed. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I know it, it, it always blesses me when I get to see God moving in, in uh, other ministers' lives because I know if He can do it for someone else, Absolutely. He can do it for me. Absolutely. And I, I, <clears throat> I'm sure you know, you know the, the whole premise to this podcast is we want to help preserve Pentecost Absolutely. Uh, for, for the generation we're in. Yeah. Um, you know, you and I have kind of talked before about how, uh, you know, the, the generation that's coming up, they... They're just, they're not taught. People have exactly. set back on the power. And exactly. uh, so kind of segueing into that, uh, could you tell us a little bit how, um, first, how you have seen firsthand the gifts in your life Absolutely. and then uh, kind of touch about, touch a little bit on uh, how you've seen uh, prophecy fulfilled in your life because it excites me because uh, I know what, what just happened yeah. in, in the last month or so. Yeah. So uh, if you could just tell everybody a little bit about that. Yeah, for sure. So um, I'm going to backtrack back to my testimony a minute because uh, that that revival, um, part of the reason I really ran from God and backslid so much is because I grew up in a legalistic church. I grew up in a church where uh, the ladies couldn't cut their hair, they <laughs> couldn't wear uh, pants, couldn't go to... And there was more things we couldn't do than what we could do oh, yeah. growing up. And oh. uh, I grew up under that, and I, I'm thankful to God for my heritage because it's made me who I am today, but... That being said, I sought and sought and sought and sought and sought God from the ages of 12 and 13 to 17, 18, and could not receive the Holy Ghost. Every minister that came through, every service, I literally went to the altar every service for the Holy Ghost. And, um, you know, of course, um, it was discouraging. And... uh, it caused me to go in and out and back and forth. Even in my times where I was running from God and running everything else, I couldn't stay going long just because <laughs> the Lord wouldn't let me get far away from him. But that being said, I sought God for so long to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And it was almost a place in me, and I know it was, it was the wrong place, of course, but I got to the point where with God, I was like, Lord, if you don't fill me with the Holy Ghost, what's the point of even serving you? What's the point of even being saved if I can't go all the way? Uh, into your presence what's the point and um, I was angry at God for so long and grew up in legalism and uh, there was God as my witness a time in my life where I truly thought um, if a preacher didn't have on a necktie 
or if the sanctuary <laughs> didn't live a certain way, I thought they were going to hell. I thought, uh, you, I thought if you sung contemporary music, um, you were going to bust hell wide open. If it went out the red back hymnal, the red back hymnal was wrote at the same time as the Bible and uh, all that. And, and um, from Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. And so at that time, uh, my mother and I and our family, we had just moved. Um, and uh, she said, I think really think we need to try out this church. And I said, Mama, I said, I won't ever walk through the doors of that church because they dim the lights and they got all them colored lights and <laughs> uh, they sing that new stuff. I said, I would never, I said, you would never catch me dead in that church. And long story short, that was the church I showed up at one night <laughs> and uh, God wrecked my life. And uh, I'm thankful we did it that way because it, it gave me, it gave me the realization that yes, there was a move of God in the old church, yeah, but Pentecost is not dependent upon the style Come on. or the method or what you're wearing. Come on. And so it really gave me freedom in my ministry. And uh, from that day forward, I've just vowed to God wherever I'm at, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it sounds like, no matter where I am, I want to see Pentecost. Amen. And so I was in my bedroom. Uh, at the end of that revival, the Lord had called me to ministry. And I was sitting on my bed, and that night the Spirit of God spoke to me in almost audible voice and gave me a mandate for ministry. And, you know, many people in that moment, God will tell them, you're going to preach on television and you're going to preach to thousands mm -hmm. and you're going to go to the nations and all that. God didn't do any of those things for me. But on my bed that night, he spoke to me. He said, Garrett Marchin, I've called you to restore Pentecost to my church. Amen. I said, get up, do whatever it takes to make it happen, but restore Pentecost. And uh, so that's been the mandate on my life since. And uh, God has just absolutely fulfilled that mandate on my life and ministry we've seen now in the last six or seven years uh, I believe our last time we looked over somewhere between uh, 1,500 and 2,000 people received the baptism in the Holy Ghost Hallelujah. Um, we've seen just God revive churches revive people from the youngest to the oldest I was in a youth camp preaching one time every single child slain in the spirit talking in tongues just seen God do such great and mighty things. Been to churches, old school, um, where honestly I probably shouldn't fit in at the age that I am, but I do just because <laughs> I'm like 75 on the inside. But um, that being said, uh, God has fulfilled that promise to restore Pentecost. And uh, honestly, that there there's just no other way to do ministry without it. And uh, because of that, we've seen we've seen God send glory clouds. We've seen God baptize congregations in the Spirit. Uh, my first revival was preaching in, uh, at a church in the Church of God. And, uh, one night of that service, there was only one person there filled with the Holy Ghost in the congregation. And that night, God baptized every single person in the congregation wow. of the Holy Ghost. That's awesome. And uh, since then, God's just fulfilled that promise. It's nothing I can do. Uh, it's nothing I can carry. But I just truly believe that this is the time of the season for the Pentecostal preacher just to step in and walk in and mm -hmm. release the power of Pentecost that already resides on the inside Amen. of us. Amen. That's awesome. Absolutely. I, I know, uh, you know, you, you kind of filled us in a little bit about those prophecies being fulfilled. And, uh, you know, we, with without the power of Pentecost, yes. you know, we couldn't see prophecy at work in our lives. Absolutely. And um, I know uh, you, you've told me before how it was prophesied over you even at a young age that uh, God was going to raise you up uh, to minister in, in camp meetings with yeah. uh, some of the more well-known ministers and stuff. And yeah. uh, so if you could just touch on that a little bit. And yeah, for sure. So um, 
the mandate was given, and uh, from that point forward, it was just a speedy process in my life. Um, and from that point forward, uh, God just began opening door after door, door after door, and uh, I went full time in ministry. My wife uh, quit her job, come on the road with me full time as well. Um, at the time, we we're the youngest uh, doing it. <laughs> um, now I'm old and 25, and uh, not the youngest anymore, I don't think. But um, at the time we were, we were the youngest full-time evangelist um, in the nation. And that felt really good. And uh, we kind of rode that wave just a little bit, probably too strong. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, but God blessed it anyway. And um, anyway, that being said, uh, prophetic word after prophetic word was released over my life. And I was in meeting and um, two or three times the same prophetic word was been given that I preach camp meetings and I preach conferences and I preach to preachers and all these things and I'm sitting there at 21 and 20 and 19 years old and I'm going God how in the world is that ever going to happen <laughs> because whenever a prophetic word is given over you many people in the Pentecost church when the prophetic is released over you you're like man it's going to be an instant yeah. it's instant and you know you can't see into the next five years you can't see into the next 10 years or any of that and uh so the words were released and confirmed, and um, folks spoke that I'd preach um, meetings with men of God like Jensen Franklin, Tommy Bates, and uh, that God would give me a platform um, of that stature. And uh, I said, God, you're crazy. I don't ever see it coming to pass. I don't see it happening. And um, just this year, this, uh, or this past year, 2021, just a year of uh, fulfillment of, of prophecy, and not the completion, um, but um, just begin to see the wheels begin to spin. Um, in the summer, I was invited uh, to a television uh, program and uh, preached. Um, and they said by the end of the meet of that um, service I preached on television that a million people had heard me preach the wow. gospel that day. Praise God. And uh, they said there was untold numbers of people that uh, were saved or either filled with the Holy Ghost that day. Only eternity will know what truly happened. Yeah. And uh, then from that moment forward, uh, uh, a door opened and a uh, pastor invited me to come and preach a camp meeting. And um, that being said, you know, I just kind of shrugged it off. I didn't really know who else was going to be there or anything like that. I was just excited. I was excited because um, God was opening the door for camp meeting and I uh, was getting to preach to preachers um, which is something extremely humbling because I don't deserve that I don't have enough wisdom for that I haven't had enough tenure for that <laughs> um, but God has just used me and I, I, I can't understand it I don't understand it um, I don't know why he's allowed uh, those things but um, uh, the flyer was released I looked on the flyer and uh, the same man of God has prophesied uh, Tommy Bates was on the flyer right next uh, to my picture. I said, well, praise the Lord. <laughs> and it was just kind of one of those things where, um, you know, it, it wasn't the hugest camp meeting. It wasn't the hugest platform ever. Mm -hmm. But it was just a reminder to me that that God is faithful. And um, that, that when a prophetic word is released over you, God's faithful to see it through. Oh, yeah. And um, so I, I just want to encourage anybody that's listening to this right now. Um, we don't deserve, we do not deserve the promises that God has given us. But I'm so thankful that God looks past what we deserve and, and sees what he's called us to do. And um, I just want to encourage anybody mm -hmm. listening to this right now that 
Um, whatever God has promised, whatever God has called you to, that God is faithful to see it through. And uh, regardless of what everyone in your circle says, regardless of what family says or <laughs> thinks, regardless of what even mentors say or think, I, I'm going to tell you, I, I've, I've been knocked down. I've been crushed Come on. Um, by folks I considered fathers, by people I considered friends, told me I'd never make it, told me I would never amount to anything because I didn't have the right process and I didn't do things the right way and all these things. And I admit uh, there were things that um, I probably could have done better. And, um, you know, yeah, maybe I should have took more time to be trained and all those things you can look back on now today and say, man, I wish I did certain things different. But regardless of your faults, regardless of the mistakes you make in the process, the promise remains the same. Oh, yeah. And um, God's faithful to see you through to it. And, and, I think that's that's something people get a misunderstanding about too is you know when a word of prophecy is released over your life you have a responsibility yeah. uh, then if you want to see that prophecy fulfilled to continue in obedience to God yeah. because you like you sleep on it exactly like you said God's faithful yeah. to the promise but we have to be faithful to God absolutely and uh, you know those promises they come to pass it was God that made it come to pass um, but at the same time um, after those promises were given, um, I'm just the type of person, if I do something, I'm all in, in it. And my wife will tell you I'm too all in at times. <laughs> um, just because whenever, whenever God gives me a dream or a vision and God reveals to me something, I chase it. And, Amen. uh, I believe in chasing the vision and, um, God gave the promise, God gave the, and I, I chased it and I've chased the promise and the mandate over my life. And, um, that, that, that's one of the lost arts uh, for even really for ministers today. Oh, yeah. Is when God gives a vision, you've got to get up and chase it. Yes. You can't just um, pray for it to happen. You can't just ask God to make it happen. You've got to get up and you've got to run after it. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes you've got to knock on doors. Sometimes <laughs> you've got to kick them down. Um, sometimes you've got to uh, make yourself vulnerable and uh, do whatever it takes. Uh, but God is faithful to see you through. And uh, whenever he sees you chasing after the vision that he's given to you, um, he can't help but make it come to pass. Amen. Amen. I love that. Chase chase the vision. I think it's Habakkuk. It says, you know, write the vision, yeah. make it plain, and then yeah. so the people can run with it. Yeah. My wife's father always says it like this. He's always he's preached his whole ministry. Uh, as long as you've got a vision in front of you, you'll never go backwards. That's good. You got something to chase after. Amen. So... Uh, now, now that you've kind of filled us in a little bit about your your background, um, wh- why don't you just uh, talk a little bit on uh, why should a believer, uh, specifically a new believer, today? Uh, I, I would say uh, from the younger generation, but even there's there's even older people who have no idea what Pentecost really is. They think it's a they think Pentecost when they hear it, they think it's just a denomination. Right. So, so uh, could you touch on? Why we need Pentecost. For sure. Well, uh, first and foremost, Pentecost is definitely not a denomination. Um, It's not a church. It's not even a people, but it's an experience. Amen. And uh, we're not Pentecost by belief. We're not Pentecost by doctrine. We're not Pentecost by denomination. But we're Pentecost by experience. Amen. And um, that's where a lot of the issue with folks believing that they really don't need Pentecost today is because there's no experience of Mm -hmm. it where they're at. Um, 
I was, I've really been challenged because a statistic come out not too long ago, um, not going into per, particular denominations or anything like that, but there are certain Pentecostal denominations in the United States of America where under 50% of um, people that attend their churches are baptized in the Holy Ghost. Wow. And so I'm kind of a numbers guy. Um, not too good at numbers, but <laughs> I like them. Um, and so last time... Uh, I checked if less than 50% of Pentecostal churches are full of the Holy Ghost, how are we Pentecostal or not? Exactly. And I believe that there is a there is a call to the body of Christ in this hour um, to, to, to restore the sound of Pentecost and um, get back to the experience of Pentecost. There is no other way for the body to make it. Amen. Um, I just believe what Jesus said. Jesus said... Um, you shall receive power after that. The Holy mm-hmm. Ghost has come upon you. Jesus told his disciples, he said, listen, I don't want you preaching a message. I don't want you teaching Sunday school. I don't want you singing in the choir. I don't <laughs> want you doing anything until you go to the upper room and That's you get right. filled with the Holy Ghost. Um, not saying that they couldn't preach. Not saying that they couldn't sing. Not saying that they couldn't be saved. But Jesus was saying to his disciples, he says, listen, if you want, if you want to not only you yourself be saved, but if you want your family to get it, mm-hmm. if you want your marriage to get it, if you want your uh, generation to get it, you've got to have something above the surface of just what you can think or oh, study yeah. or figure out. There's got to be some type of our walk with God that we cannot explain, we cannot control, but all we can do is experience it. Amen. And uh, that's the great thing about the power of the Holy Ghost is we can't explain it, we can't control it we can't manipulate it but we can experience it and uh, the experience of Pentecost is much needed today and uh, I just believe um, that in this season that we're in he promised us in the last days he'd pour out his spirit on all flesh and um, I just believe that we're in that season we're in that hour and um, to those that maybe not understand the movement of the Holy Ghost uh, don't don't box him into just the language Many of us and many people out there um, are afraid of the baptism in the Holy Ghost because of the language that comes with it. Uh, so much more than language, it's the power, it's the anointing, it's the sustaining. And mm-hmm. I can honestly say today, God saved me before I got the Holy Ghost, absolutely. But I would not be here today preaching the gospel. I would not be sold out to the call. I would not be sold out to Jesus like I'm sold out to Jesus if I had not been baptized in the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Holy Ghost will keep you. He'll guide you. He'll help you. He'll uh, strengthen you. It's the Holy Ghost that has kept me from quitting the ministry. I wake up every day ready to quit the ministry. <laughs> Come on. I wake up every day telling my wife it'd be easier to just pastor a church than it is to evangelize. I wake up every day of my life ready to quit and throw in the towel. But it's in those moments that the Holy Ghost picks me right back up Amen. and reminds me of the mandate, reminds me of the call, reminds me of Scripture, reminds me of who he is to me. And um, we, we've got to understand that it is for everyone. Oh, yeah. And for everyone that ever hears this, it is for you. The baptism in the Spirit is for you. The evidence of speaking with tongues is for you. It's more than just a language. It's power. It's anointing. It's freedom. And it is everything that the captive needs to be set free. And uh, I can truly say there were chains that broke off of me when I received the Holy Ghost that just being saved wouldn't Damn have ever right. done for me. Amen. And uh, I know some somebody's going to get upset by that one, but it's all right. Um, 
even after I got saved, um, I, I, I really struggled with social anxiety. And um, I still struggle a little bit today being shy and different things like that. But God has uh, really pushed me outside of my comfort zone, outside <laughs> of my shell. Growing up, I could not be in front of people. Um, I could not be in crowds. I could never do oral reports in school. Um, I was always too nervous and too scared. Um, you never know it now. I would go in rooms of people <laughs> and uh, would have anxiety attacks because there were too many wow. people around me. Um terrified of being in front of people, terrified of being around people. I couldn't even uh, sit in a room one-on-one on one, one on one with somebody and speak to them just because I had so wow. many social anxieties. And the night God baptized me in the Holy Ghost, he broke every one of those chains off of me. Amen. And um, he took a boy that was scared to stand and speak to one person. And now I've preached the gospel to thousands and after thousands. Hallelujah. Um, not because of me, but because of what the Holy Ghost did through me. That's why my ministry is Pentecostal through and through, because I understand what the Holy Ghost has done for me, He's going to do for you. Amen. And uh, if He's delivered a boy like me, if He's filled me, and if He's used me to be His mouthpiece, He can do it for anybody. And uh, He's doing it for everybody that's ready to receive. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. And there there was something you said in your message uh, last night, uh, a shallow shout doesn't break chains. You know, a lot of people, they, they get that confusion. They think that just because you holler, it means you got the Holy Ghost. And Absolutely. They think that's what Pentecost is. And, and the, the truth is, um, in any type of music, any type of concert you go to, there's going to be jumping. Oh, yeah. Uh, any ball game you go to, there's going to be jumping. There's going to be shouting. That's that right. <laughs> there's going to be hollering. There's going to be clapping. And even churches that are not full of the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. They can jump, they can shout, they can holler, they can clap. But what makes us different from the world mm-hmm. is the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, yeah, the power. And I just I just truly believe in this season that it is, it is high time, high time for us to get past the shallow shout like I preached last night <laughs> and get the Holy Ghost sound yes. back. There's a difference in making noise and mm-hmm. radiating the sound. That's right. And it's time that we radiate the sound of heaven and shut up the noise. Amen. Amen. Well, brother, I, I sure appreciate you coming on uh, for the, the podcast this week. And I'd love to get you on to, to do sure. a full a full teaching. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I always glean from, from what the Lord gives you. I know uh, I'm about six years older than you, but... I tell you, uh, uh, I feel I feel like you're one of my mentors. I I know that sounds weird, and it probably sounds weird to other people, but uh, you know you it you you carry yourself, and I I, I don't I'm not trying to inflate your head or anything, you know. But I, I've told you and and your wife this before: the way God allows you guys to carry yourself uh, with such a spiritual maturity uh, is something that more Christians really need. You know, it's it's definitely lacking today. Uh, but before I let you go. Uh, if you could just fill everybody in on uh, if they want to get connected with you guys. Uh, I, I know you're full-time, and, and uh, any way they can sow or how they can contact you. I know you guys uh, are pretty well booked up like a year in advance. So uh, anyway, if, if you could just. For sure. Well, first off, I look at you the same way. <laughs> <laughs> so I look at you as uh, one of my friends and co-laborers in the ministry. And, um, 
anyhow, but uh, we, uh, we're we just thankful for what God's doing in our lives. And uh, we don't understand it. We don't deserve it, but we're thankful he's chose us. Um, but that being said, if anybody just wants to partner with our ministry, um, number one, check out our website, um, www.garrettmarchantministries.com. Check out our Facebook page, Garrett Marchant Ministries. Um, connect with us on Twitter, um, Instagram, uh, TikTok, all those things. Just look up my name, Garrett Marchant. You'll find us. Um, I'm about the only one out there. Um, <laughs> our, my name's unique enough to where there isn't too many of me. Um, so uh, check us out. Get connected with us. Um, we always do appreciate folks sowing into our ministry um, to keep us on the road, keep us traveling, and uh, preaching the message of Jesus Christ and crucified, the power of Holy Ghost, um, and restoring Pentecost uh, everywhere yeah. we go. Um, so if you'd like to sow to our ministry, just go to our website, uh, GarrettMarchantMinistries.com. Click Donate. Um, we've got Cash App, PayPal, Venmo. All of those are uh, Garrett Marchant, M-I-N. And uh, we know God will bless you for sowing. And uh, if I could just plug a little bit, uh, we do want to invite everybody. You're going to be preaching uh, two services. I was getting ready um, to ask you about this. <laughs> uh, we're going to be having camp meeting uh, May the 15th to the 20th. Um, our full lineup is going to be announced uh, very soon. But if you know who we had last year, um, you'll have a good idea of some of them that are going to be back this year. Um, our camp meeting in Goldsboro, our annual camp meeting, uh, May 15th to 20th, is dynamic. Um, and so we are asking uh, all, all ministers, all leaders, all pastors, evangelists, teachers, singers, worship pastors, um, laity, and anyone else that hears this, sinners, backsliders, <laughs> um, anybody that attends a church, you are welcome to come and be with us. Uh, we have special hotel rates. All of those things will be posted uh, very soon in our uh, lineup. We'll be announcing next week or so. Uh, but we need you to make plans to be with us in Goldsboro, uh, May the 15th to the 20th, 2022, for camp meeting. Uh, Firefall camp meeting is dynamic. Uh, if you don't believe me, just look up videos yes. of our last few camp meetings, and um, you want to be there for uh, the move of God that's going to take place. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, you, you'll be able to find links uh, to this um, in, in the information on the podcast. We'll also have it available on Facebook. Uh, so, man of God, we appreciate you. We love you to life. Uh, so we hope this has been a blessing to you. And uh, remember, uh, we, we always want to preserve Pentecost uh, because it's a life-changing experience Amen. that will break chains. It will break bondage to set you free. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Preserving Pentecost. If you would like to partner with our ministry and become a kingdom building partner, please contact us at davisministriesfam at gmail.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash davisministriesfam. Be sure to check out our new website at davisministriesnb.org. Until next time, stay blessed.